Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. It is happy hour today. Before I get into what I'm drinking for today, I do want to say hi to everyone listening on the audio-only version on the podcast. Hopefully you're having beautiful weather for your run. I had a really nice balmy day this morning and absolutely enjoyed it. So hopefully you guys have the same. And for everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're having a good day as well. Hold on, guys. I'm tinkering with my audio settings here. Does it sound okay? I think it sounds okay. All right. So hopefully you guys are uh, having a good day as well, everyone watching on YouTube after the fact. And it's hopefully a time where you can sit back and have a recovery beverage with us. Today, my recovery beverage for happy hour is going to be Gatorade Zero. I know this isn't super exciting, but for some reason, I saw this and like it was, I was at the store and I saw it like as if I seen it for the first time. I mean, I've seen Gatorade Zero products for years now. Like, what's her name? Gabrielle something. Like she she's been having she's been on the commercials for it. Like lots of people have been ads for this, but I have not tried it before because I was always like. Gatorade without the sugar, what's the point of that? The point of the Gatorade is the sugar, right? But then I was like, well, it's got electrolytes, but not a lot of sugar. That reminds me of noon, which has no sugar and electrolytes. So maybe I'll give it a try. I'll try to look at it from a fresh perspective. So that's what we're going to try today. But before we do that, let's uh, let's get in here and see who we got in the chat today. First of all, I want to figure out what is this thing over here? There's like something in the bottom corner. Oh, I think it's the microphone. I'm trying to move the microphone further out of the way, but I feel like the audio is not sounding great today. So we'll see. I might move the microphone back in the frame. All right, let's see who we got. We got Frank. He says, oh, what is the current go-to easy day Max Cushion shoe? Like the replacement for the Triton 17. Seems like a gap in my current rotation. For me, that shoe, the king of Max Cushion right now is the Fresh Foam More version 3. Absolutely love that one. I'm still waiting on the Bondi X. I have high hopes for it. I still don't have one yet. I did finally, I'm, I did get a pair of Rincon 3s. So I'll be running in those somewhat soon, within like the next week. But I don't have the Bondi X yet. So I'm still kind of like hoping on hope for that one. But if you need something soon, Frank, I would say, and probably for what the Bondi X is gonna be, I'm not sure if it's gonna be kind of like the max cushion shoe that we need, but I don't know. I'm excited about it. But the fresh foam over here, I think, is a really good one. We've got Garrett says, yo, what's going on? I'm extra early for an extra early posted live stream. Yeah, I got it. I got a lot of stuff done today. I felt very productive. So I got, like, the schedule thing for the live stream done really early. And Garrett's got an update on his Achilles. Podiatrist said nothing serious. That's good. So likely upped my training too quick. Okay. Said I sh The podiatrist said he should try higher drop shoes to due to a thing with my one heel, so ultras will go bye-bye. That's interesting. That's interesting. You don't usually hear people, like, podiatrists, not that I'm aware of, I guess I don't know that many podiatrists, but, like, recommending away from ultras. I would expect it to go the other way. But I'm glad you got some uh, some guidance there. Charles Ventura says, Hey, I PB'd a half marathon last Sunday by 17 minutes. Awesome. So he went from 158 to 141. Man, it was his first marathon in-person race over three years. Awesome, Charles. He says he felt, <laughs> look at this guy. Felt he could have done better. That was aiming for sub 140, but we'll use it as a learning experience. The guy PBs by 17 minutes and he goes, I could have had more. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
That's that that is the runner mentality, Charles. Congratulations. All right, let's see. Let's get to um, let's get to the Gatorade here. So I bought it in this, which is like uh, kind of looks like the same packaging as like the um, like the instant Starbucks things. That's kind of what it's reminding me of. It's a ten pack in a box. I bought this one myself. I bought it at the store, and that's one of the things that I love. I like about Gatorade. I know Gatorade isn't like the fanciest uh, hydration uh, drink that's out there, but I feel like it's solid and you can get it pretty much anywhere. And so for like, those are two things like, and it's cheap. So like, those are like, I guess the three things that I think make Gatorade always a very compelling option. Like right now, like I'm ramping up a lot of my training and I'm like, ooh, I'm low on everything. I need to restock on everything. So it's like, ooh, this is gonna be expensive. Maybe I'll buy some more Gatorade right now. All right, so it says tear here, there we go. The flavor I got was Glacier Freeze, which eh, I don't know about this one. It's blue, very blue. I'll give it a quick stir in my uh, Believe in the Run cup here. It's going to take a second for it to stir. Now, I think last summer I had drank a lot of the Gatorade Endurance Formula, and I really like that one. It's just regular Gatorade, but extra salty. Uh, there might be more potassium in it too, but I just think main, the main thing is that there's more salt, like 300 milligrams per serving rather than 230, which is what this has. Yeah, 230 milligrams of salt. And it's got 70 milligrams of potassium in this thing. So uh, it's gonna be too bright. There we go. 70 milligrams of potassium, 230 milligrams of uh, salt. Um, and that worked out really well for me. I would put it in my hydration pack and I would just sip on that all afternoon or all morning of my run and it was really good. Let's see how this stuff is. Cheers. It's a very strong, like blueberry type of flavor. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Glacier Freeze is supposed to taste like. It smells funny. It's like a musty smell to it. I don't know what that's all about, but it's super sweet. I don't think it's something that I would want to necessarily put in a hydration pack because it's a little bit strong of a flavor. But again, it's a no sugar drink, so I wouldn't put a no sugar drink in my hydration pack. But the way that I use a lot of these, the way that I use like noon, the other like hydration drinks is in the afternoon, like after my morning run throughout the day, I want to make sure I'm staying hydrated, make sure I'm replenishing all the electrolytes that I've kind of sweated out in the morning. And so this is where this might fit in. And for like an afternoon kind of beverage, maybe I skip an afternoon coffee for the day. I think this would be a good one. I like it. Again, the convenience of it, the price, I don't remember the exact price, but Gatorade products are usually really cheap. Um, this is nice. And, you know, I don't love always like these individual packets because like it's a lot of like packaging waste, but when you're traveling, it's a lot easier than carrying your tub, especially if you're flying and the tubs, I think, become problematic sometimes. So like there's, there's a lot of convenience to it. I'm enjoying it. All right, let's see who else we got here. Terrence Huey says, hey, co-fam, recovery beverage today is dihydrogen oxide. Nice, there you go. Um, Daniel says, yo, does anyone know what time the Diamond League starts today in Central Time? I'm, I'm the worst, I'm the worst. I've been, I was texting someone today trying to schedule a phone call and I kept saying like, does this time work for you? And I would say it in Central Time. 
and they would say no but what about this time and they kept giving me the time in eastern and it kept going back and forth i'm like this is the worst like we clearly have two people who are very bad at time zones trying to emphasize like i want to make sure that i get my time right so i'm going to tell you the time or suggest times in my time zone so i'm just not not, not so good at it not so good at it. i have no idea um but it's it's a pretty that that track i think it's a really interesting idea and i love it because it's a spectacle and i think right now track and field um running in general is at the point of its like sports entertainment life i mean not as a sport it's been around as a sport a long time uh, but from its sport entertainment perspective where it needs more spectacles it needs more like things that people can get behind you know diamond league is an interesting concept i only realized diamond league existed maybe two years ago so like that's a big problem right so that should be something that um needs to find more publicity somehow and i don't know so like i'm you know lots lots of people are grumpy about it it's not world record eligible i don't care i don't care um do you guys remember watching like the last world record 5k attempt i mean it, it was at the olympics but yeah but other than that you know what i mean so it's like the i, I think spectacles are a good thing for the sport gt says hi kofuzi hi hi gt good to see you jeff elliott is on time and glad to appear we're we're glad to see you too jeff all right now let's see we got a super chat in here sorry i missed it right away at the first set. fernando herrera says He's hyped for the Gatorade. Awesome, Fernando. Thanks so much. I appreciate the super chat. It's very generous. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like people are quick to, like, knock on the Gatorade. But I don't know. It's at all the races or a lot of the races. Remember when Noon was, like, sponsoring a lot of races? But Gatorade's at a lot of the races. Not the Gatorade Zero, but Gatorade's at a lot of races. So I think it's a good drink to be accustomed to drinking a lot of. But who who makes Gatorade though? Is that is that why people don't like it? Um, yeah, Gatorade. It says it's distributed by the Gatorade company, but like there's like a big there's an umbrella. Like all the drinks are either Coke or Pepsi, right? So is it Coke or Pepsi? I'm not. I think it's is it a Pepsi product? I don't know. I'm not sure. Jeff Elliott wants to know if this is basically noon with aspartame. Um, you know, I was looking at it. There's no aspartame in this. Uh, the ingredients are citric acid, natural flavor, sodium citrate, salt, monopotassium phosphate, sucralose. So I think the su is sucralose like aspartame. Is that what it is? Silicon dioxide, acesulfame, potassium, and blue number one. So yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, you know, I the thing I do like about appreciate about noon that I love about noon is um, the fizziness. I know that the fizziness is from the bicarb that helps it, the thing to dissolve fast. But I feel like as a nice kind of like side benefit of that is you got a fizzy drink. And I kind of like fizzy drinks. I like bubble water. You know, I like all the fizzy stuff. Antonio Rodriguez says, good afternoon, Coke. Got a positive email from the Chicago Marathon today. Looks like it's a full go. Did you? I didn't get an email from the Chicago Marathon today. I'm trying to think. Did I? I've been looking. Because here's the thing. So I've been watching... As a, as a kind of like following up from the thing we talked about yesterday. So yesterday I was like, yo, there was this like one like Twitter account that was talking about how Tokyo Marathon is probably going to get canceled. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I should retweet that because I don't know the sources of it. And, you know, I don't know how legit it is. I did look at the kind of the source materials they referred to. And I was like, seems to line up with this person is saying. Then it was like Tempo Journal today also posted about the same thing, referring to the same article. 
So I'm like, all right, so at least I'm not the only one that's kind of like giving some credence to that, that particular Twitter post. And the, basically the same thing, say, thing that they were saying is in Tokyo, if there is some sort of like emergency COVID measures within 30 days of the race date, they're not going to have the race. Right? It's already been closed off from international travel. That happened earlier this summer. Um, but they're going to cancel it if there's uh, like a state of emergency within 30 days. The current state of emergency is supposed to end like September 12th. So that gives them, like, if it gets extended for a week, then the Tokyo, Mar Tokyo Marathon's done. So Chicago has not anything that's similar, but they do have some guidelines for like what happens if you need to reschedule or defer your entry and what happens if we have to cancel it. And so they have this whole schedule listed out. Nothing as like clear and concise as like what's going on with the Tokyo Marathon, but they do have a schedule for refunds. And they're like, if we cancel the race like in April, you'll get like 80% refund with an option to defer to next year, that kind of thing. And then I was like, if it cancels in summer, it's this. It cancels in like late summer is this. The last like, you know, window where it's like zero refund, but you get an automatic entry to next year was October 1st through October 10th. September 1st through September 10th. I think that's what it was. Man, man now I'm going to have to go look it up. Yeah, I think we're going to have to look it up. So I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking that like today I would have to look, look at it. Uh, maybe, did it say October? I was thinking maybe it's October. Let me look it up. I think that's where we're at here. So Chicago Marathon cancellation. Um, all right, let me show you what I'm looking at just so we can look at kind of the same thing. Mm, yeah. All right, so let's look at this. Cancellation by you or us. Right, let's make sure we're all looking. Okay, you guys are here. Um, so down here it says, oh, okay. So if the event is canceled between July 1st and September 30th, you get something and then, so they do have something contemplated. So if they do need to cancel all up to like the last minute. So for some reason, I like in my mind, I had confused September and October and I thought, well, maybe by tomorrow, that's their go or no go decision date. But apparently they can cancel it all the way up to the end. So I guess it's never really going to be safe. But something else that I can say is um, I've been trying to work on uh, a brand collab for the Chicago Marathon. And we had come to an agreement on, I think, a lot of terms. And then I hadn't heard anything from them for a long time. And I was like, this must mean that they know something. Maybe the sponsor of the event knows something that they, they're sitting on stuff or they're waiting for a certain date too. So I've been just kind of like a little bit nervous about it overall. But then I heard from them yesterday. So nothing finalized yet, nothing I can talk about yet. But um, I mean, I guess I could talk about it, but you know, if it doesn't fall through, I don't want anyone to be mad at that company you know, or you know what I mean? So either way, so hopefully I'll be able to talk more about that soon. Um, or I'll have something that worth sharing, but I don't know. I'm hoping it's a full go. I'm still preparing as if it's a full go. I'll probably start like finalizing some details in terms of stuff that I want to do with you guys over the weekend. Cause I feel like if we can make it past tomorrow without a cancellation, I feel a lot better in terms of going forward and kind of starting to lock stuff in. Cause remember last week, last Wednesday, the pride parade canceled. And that's supposed to happen the week before the Chicago Marathon. So I thought if anything's going to happen, maybe it'll be this week. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. I have no inside information on that. So hopefully I'll check my email again, Antonio. 
but I mean, I don't think I got an email from Chicago Marathon. I think that would have really freaked me out, and I definitely would have remembered that. So, all right. Alejandro, sorry there's some sirens. I, I live close to a hospital, so there's always some sort of siren going on. Alejandro Rojas says, hi, I just got the PEG 38 for my daily trainer. Would you recommend the Adios 2 for a daily trainer? For a daily trainer, no. I don't think that's a good daily trainer at all. It's a racing shoe. It's something that you would want to use for your fastest days and for your race day efforts. Um, and because it's tuned for more speed. Um, it's not so great to run slower in that shoe. So the way I think of it is like, you know, you could go out and buy the most expensive car if you wanted. Well, so let's say you go out and you get like a Ferrari or a McLaren, but it's terrible to go and get groceries. So like, it's not kind of built for that. So that's not its strength. So I wouldn't use it for that. So that's kind of like the way that I would look at it. The Adios 2 is a great shoe. One of my favorites from last, uh, the Adios 1 was one of my favorites for last year. It's probably going to end up being one of my favorites for this year too. So like, it's not that it's a bad shoe, but for a daily trainer, I, I wouldn't want to use it that way. James Barrera says, haven't been on a stream in a while, but good to be back. Also just ordered the Mach 4. It's very excited. It's a, it's a good shoe. It's a good shoe. So like, I'm at like 85 miles in the Mach 4. And so like I'm I'm saving it because I'm like once I get to 100 I'll probably have to get rid of it just because I have no space in my closet. Already I'm like stuffing shoes in like nor places that I don't normally have to because I just have so many shoes right now that I've like I just got a backlog. Um, but which is great. It's, it means there's a lot of fun content coming. But um, like the Mach 4, I'm just holding on to it because I'm like ah, there's gonna be a day where I really want a shoe exactly like the Mach 4. I'm gonna save it for that. So it's a good shoe. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I could just keep running in it, but you know, these internal rules we make for ourselves means that I'd have to get rid of it. So, you know, uh, Martha says BAA and Martin are offering a 26.2 discount to entrance for three days. Ooh, that's a, that's a big discount on Martin gels. Oh yeah. That's a fun, that's a fun promo. I like that one. I feel like they could have just did 20% and, you know, saved themselves from some money. Like the 26.2, we don't need it, but I appreciate that they're giving more of a discount. I'm not an entrant though, so I can't get it. But I do need to, I need to stock up on more Science and Sport. I want to get some more Ucans. I want to get some more Unived. I want to get some more Martins. I want to get some more Humachia Plus. Those are my, like, my ones that I like. I'm out of all of them. I've got like two gels left. So like, I don't know how I let it get that low, but I did. I need everything. New Betra says the Vomero 16 arrived today. First impression from a jog down the street. Cushier peg vibes, but definitely knows more arch support on the upper. Very nice. Looking forward to the first real run of them tomorrow. Very cool. Let us know how it goes, but I'm glad that I'm not the only one feeling like the nostalgia in that shoe. But like, I, yeah, I, I really like the Vomero 16. It's a good one. And I hope you enjoy it too. Carrie Smith, good to see you again, says, oh, Carrie, did you change your picture? Yeah, what is this, like, what is this, Niagara Falls or something? That's an amazing photo. He says, yo, what's going on, Confusians? All right, I'm going to scroll down because I'm, like, way, way behind you guys. Way, way behind you guys. So, um, uh, sorry if I, I missed your question. Um, put it back in the comments so that I could, or in the chat so I could see it. Um, all right. Carol Kozakowski says, hello, everyone. What's going on, Carol? Good to see you again. I think you were, I see, did we see you yesterday? I think we saw you yesterday in chat. Nubetra says, I found that Audios 1, going back to, 
uh, adios as a daily trainer. I found that adios one not only felt natural going hard, it felt particularly awkward when going easy. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, all the super, most of the super shoes are that way. I would say the exceptions are like the Carbon X two, and uh, which you know is not a super shoe. It's a marathon shoe. I'm not sure if it's a super shoe, but the Carbon X two, and the RC Elite two. That one also is like it's actually surprisingly good for like easy paces. I could definitely see people wearing that for every day, even though I, I probably wouldn't, but I could see other people doing it. Jeff Elliott says, with Martin on the course, and they're talking about Boston again, I feel like you get your race fees back in gels. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is if they have Martin and then the Martin calf, like the calf 100s and the Martin 100s. Like, if someone took... Uh, like an entire marathon's worth of just calf gels from Martin, I just feel like you'd have a heart attack by the end. Or you'd just, you'd just be in like, what is it when your heart just like, just beats like uncontrollably fast? It's not AFib, but whatever that is, I feel like that's what it is. Cause that caffeine in, in the Martin gels is super potent, I feel like. So that'd be pretty funny. But yeah, lots of people have been talking about how they're just gonna run with whatever shorts have the most pockets and just start pocketing gels as they're running through. Eat one, like put three in your pants every time you stop at an aid station just because those Martin gels are expensive. And it's amazing that they're on the course. Carew mm -hmm. is here. Let that go. He says, oof, I'm late, Yoko. It's okay. We're glad to have you here. Um, Jesper Berg says, do you know what your cousin up to? I miss him. You know, I was thinking about him today on my run today, and um, I don't know what he's been up to. I haven't seen him lately. So, you know, I, I owe him like a, like a quick, you know, talk to him on Instagram, see if he's doing all right. But I haven't seen him in a while. Terry says, the real Boston Marathon is next April. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nervous because... I'm not going to have any marathons that I'll be running where I anticipate getting below PQ time until September. So, like, I don't think 2022 will be in the cards for me for Boston. But at least I'll probably be able to go watch it. So that'll be something. You know. So I'll, I'll be in Boston in April, I think. Mm, all right. Leonard Lim 10 says, Co, do you follow Super League Triathlon? I try to follow Super League Triathlon, but, like, I'm very confused watching it. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what a short shoot is. I don't understand the teams. Like, I don't understand it. Like, it just seems like if you took triathlon and, like, shortened everything except the transitions and just made it, like, a race of transitioning, that's what Super League Triathlon seems like. I get it. It's very fast paced. It's just like full send all the time, but it's just like, I feel like, and I think part of it is the difficulty in filming swimming and the difficulty in filming the bike, but I just feel like all you're watching is transitions in when I watch super league triathlon. So I like have a hard time following it. I don't know. I love the idea of it. I like that they're trying something different, but like I've, I'm, I'm, it's so hard for me to follow. Trevor Holtzman says, any idea when the Nike Chicago Marathon gear will be dropped? I don't know, but that's another thing that has me concerned. Like, all signs are pointing to, like, I don't know. Maybe everyone's waiting for, like, a certain date before they, like, you know, fully, like, unleash their, like, all their activations for, for the Chicago Marathon. 
because I feel like by this time last year, didn't we already have it? I don't, I don't remember. Not last year, but the year before that. I feel like, didn't we already have it? I, I, don't know. I don't know. Where is it? I want it. I don't know how much I'll get this year, but at least I want to. I just at least want to see what it is. I'm very curious. So, yeah, that's another thing that has me concerned. Of like, why, why, why aren't we seeing that? Carol Kozakowski says, I watched some triathlon YouTubers and they're doing carb loading the day before the race. Is this a thing for marathoners also? Yeah, absolutely it is. So the idea being like you have, you need to, uh, your, your body stores sugars within its, within your muscles in the form of glycogen. And you want to make sure that you um, are fully stocked up in terms of what you can carry in your muscles. And on the other hand, when you deplete those stores that are in your muscles, that's when kind of like you've hit that wall and your day is pretty much over. And at that point, you can eat as much sugar kind of as you want. But if the sugar, like there isn't some in your your legs, you know, you're, you're pretty much, you're not going to be able to function very well. And so the idea with the carb loading is to make sure that you've uh, onboarded carbohydrates with enough time so that your body can convert them into the glycogen and get it into your, not only your bloodstream, but into your muscle storage. So that's, that's my understanding of how it works. All right, I am half Pedro. Who's, what it's the other half? I'm half Pedro says, hey, good afternoon, Cohen, everyone. As a new runner, I mo run mostly my 1080 V10. Great shoe. After my first half, I want to get my 10K under 55 minutes, even 50. Do you have shoes to suggest me? Thanks. I would say if you love your New Balance 1080 version 10s, I would say pick up the Rebel version 2. That's a shoe that you'll be able to run some faster workouts in um, and also to race in as well. I think that's going to be a really great choice for you. So like that could be, and then you mix it up between the two shoes, your recovery days, your easiest days, and maybe your longest days go in the 1080s. And then you'll start shifting to more of your other days to the Rebel version two. So I feel like if you like the one, you're probably going to really like the other. And that one is designed a little bit more for speed. Jared O'Connell says, I can't wait for my Zumex Invincible to come in. Should I go to the store, buy it now, and return it later? Well, I mean, it depends on how eager you are. So, like, you know, if you're super eager and you want it right now, go get it now. And then you can return the other one whenever it comes in, if it's going to be a couple of days, right? The other thing to think about is weekend's coming up soon. So if it's not going to come till, like, Sunday night, maybe it's worth going to the store and picking it up now. So that way you could have it for your weekend running. Because then if it's like, you know, you really want to give it a nice long run, and you get it on Sunday, you're gonna have to wait like another week before you get some long runs in on it. So that's the other way to think about it. Uh, Karu says, have you heard of the Onrunner Cyclone? It's like a subscription-based shoe that they send to you and you can send back for a new pair that you'll try it out. They're not actually using cloud pods. I'm familiar. I signed up for it when it first was announced, like on emails and stuff. And I don't know if they eat my their emails back to me went to junk mail, but you know, um, no, I I don't I don't think I've I think I've seen like one or two YouTube videos about it, but I don't I don't I don't know. It's not like something that I've seen regular people wear. So I mean, maybe they they are. I just I just don't notice it because it doesn't have the clouds. But it was remarkable to me for two reasons. One, and primarily is that uh, the environmental aspect of it, that it's supposed to be more sustainable or recyclable. Um, and so you send it back when you're done and they like grind it up and turn it into more shoes, something along those lines. I, I really like that. It's the same time that I think Solomon, was it? 
also announced a very similar type of shoe, uh, similar concept. Um, but I never got my hands on it. The other reason why I think that that on shoe is remarkable is that I've been saying for years now that once on releases themselves from the grip of the cloud and pivots to being a good running company, not a cloud tech company, and converts to being a running company, they're gonna take off. It's gonna be great. But they're pegged, they're like attached to this. I mean, the idea that you're using on clouds in like like a track spike like is really weird, right? Like, eh, I don't know. Like they, they gotta, and I felt like this gave them permission to, and I felt like, here we go. Now all the shoes are gonna start converting over, except for maybe some of their fashion line, maybe some of their hiking ones or trail ones, maybe some of their max cushion ones. Yeah, maybe they'll still have it, but now we're gonna get really great running shoes and you know, I don't know. Because when you use the clouds, then you gotta have the speed board. And the speed board for me is just like, just it's really stiff. And, I, it's in, and like, not in a carbon plate, load the carbon kind of way, but in like a, I feel like I'm running on something very unforgiving kind of way. So like, I, I wanna try it out. I would love it if they send me one. I'll pay for it. You know, I like signed up so that way I could pay for it whenever it became available, but nothing ever came of that. You know, I don't know. All right, Keith Crew says, Hiker Fuzzy got the MetaSpeed Sky and it fits pretty snug. Is this normal for a racer or would you recommend sizing up? So I know a lot of people have been sizing up on the MetaSpeed Sky. For me, it fits very, very snug and it crunches the toes a little bit. I stayed with my size nine. Um, you know, if you're worried about it and you can still return it or exchange it for a half size up, I know a lot of people have been doing that. They've also mentioned that they're aware that it's been an issue for some people. And I think the subsequent versions of it are supposed, I don't know if the next colors that they're releasing are gonna have different sizing. I think they're adjusting the upper a little bit. Um, sometimes brands do that, sometimes they don't. It's not often, but sometimes they do if they've like messed up the sizing. So I'd say if you're concerned about it, I'd say size up. For me, it was snug, but you know it still works for me really well. So I, I I like it, but I can understand some people that might need to size up. George Monroe says, "Are you running this weekend's half marathon in Chicago?" You know, I thought about it, but. I'm gonna try and do a longer run with my running buddy. I, I gotta text him and see if he's still up for it, see what he wants to do. Um, Cause we're getting close. So like 13 miles isn't like a good number of miles for me to be running this weekend, you know? So I wanna do a, a bigger um, mileage day than that. I suppose what I could do is run up to where the race starts and then run the race and then come back down for it. All right, I'm losing my camera already cause it's warm in here today guys. So we'll switch over to the webcam, which looks terrible, but we'll do that. Um, yeah, so I don't think that I'm going to um, do that half marathon this weekend. Not too bad for me, right? I think it's going to be a good one. All right, Qubit. This, see, this, this is great. I love it. He said, my 2018 Chicago Marathon Collection video was September 15, 2018. Oh, OK. So that's still not quite yet. So normal. Normal timing. I wonder what, like, when, I'm trying to remember when I got it for 2019, though. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I don't think I made a collection video for 2019, but 
Okay, so th we're we're still in normal timing. It's good to, good to know. Thanks, thanks, Cubit. Perfect. PJR says I should consider signing up for CIM. It's nearby, and I can carry over some of the half marathon fitness. I think there's going to be a lot of people there. I think it's going to be a big party. So like I would say, if you're thinking about going, go. If you could still register, um, I know other years CIM like always sells out like really early. So like I was surprised even when I signed up that I was still able to get in. So hopefully we'll see you there, PJ. Tiago Costa says, "What's the best shoe for a new runner?" I'll say generally the places that I would start people looking at for 2021 would be the Hoka Mach 4 or the Asics Nova Blast 2. Those are the two places that I would start. Jason Dahl says, trying to figure out what's going on with Chicago Marathon. Has anyone been in Grant Park recently? They usually start putting the banners up about a month or so prior. Yeah, see, normally I'm in the loop and I work because I used to work there and I would be going around at lunch or going to meetings and you would see the banners as they were getting put up. So I would know like right away, like when that was happening, but now I don't go downtown that much. So I don't know. Oh, Jeff Elliott coming in on the carb loading that we were talking about earlier. He says he was listening to something recently about carb loading and they just suggested eating extra carbs in the days before a race, not necessarily doing some large meal like we used to. Yeah, so like that's something that I've heard as well. Um, and so the way that I've been approaching it more is kind of like starting from like the Sunday before a race or maybe Monday or Tuesday is generally, you know, that's when you really want to make sure you're getting some, you know, like all the last minute things that you can do once the hay is already in the barn, so to speak, is to do it. So like, you know, you should be trying to get more sleep during a heavy training block anyway, but really make sure you're getting more sleep that week and then make sure you're eating well. Uh, and loading up on some carbs. I usually like to, um, it's not a good dietary habit, but I usually like to eat, like have something like right before I go to bed. Um, it's a habit that I've had for a while, um, but I really like to do that that week. Um, so that way, like all I've done is ingest it and like I've gone to bed and then like while I'm sleeping, it can do whatever it needs to do. I don't, you know, I should probably, I, I need to talk to a registered dietitian and see if any of these things make sense, but that's what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, I think that part of it is that, you know, if you're trying to carb load, you know, it's your body, I think your body can only like process so much while the stuff is going through your system. So like, you know, get it for a couple of days. I think that's, I think that's a good, a good approach. All right, let me scroll down a little bit. Uh, Daniel M says, Asics needs to expand their eco line into running shoes. You know what was an interesting thing I was when I was over there uh, in Boston talking with Asics? Is like, you know, everything that I, you know, they showed us was like, this is made out of like a lot of um, recycled fibers uh, or like, uh, um, like they, like there's even, there's a specific line that they're developing, kind of like what New Balance has made with a couple of their shoes where they took literal scraps from other shoes and then sewed them together to make other shoes, right? And it like every shoe was different, almost like a one of one kind of custom. Um, but they've made a line that looks, that, that is kind of built along that way. Um, they made it out of either stuff that like they bought a bunch of it and they ended up thinking, no, the color isn't right. So we're not gonna use it. So they just had just old stock sitting around or like different kinds of scraps. 
But they also have been incorporating a lot of like ocean plastics and that kind of technology um, into their uppers. And the people at ASICS, like in the Boston office were like, we need to like advertise this really hard. Like this is a really great like selling point. And they said that the response from ASICS Japan is like, why? This is what you're supposed to do as like a responsible company. Like we don't want to be like rewarded for doing like, for not being evil that kind of, or like so to speak and so i was like oh that's nice on them and i suppose that means it's on people like me to like highlight that when i can i'm just trying to think i just recorded an a6 video today and i don't think i mentioned a single thing about whether or not it was eco-friendly so maybe i'll have to put it in the description but yeah so they're they're doing a lot they're actually doing quite a bit in terms of trying to reduce their carbon footprint and they don't seem to like to talk about it which is weird. Uh, and Jeff Elliott says, going back to on, yeah, they make a shoe for tennis that are just normal shoes for tennis. Federer has a version. Yeah, I know. I think that says a lot. That Federer, and I think Federer is a part owner of on now, right? And so the, he owns, he bought a company so they would make a Federer, I think. I don't think that's why, but they did. And it doesn't have clouds on it. So, yeah. Ray Sollers wants to know, do I hydrate during the half marathon distance? Yes. Depending on the temperature, I may hydrate more or less, but usually for a half marathon, I'll bring two gels with me. I'll have one at like the five mile mark and another at the 10 mile mark. And then um, I'll usually try to, depending on how often there's aid stations, like every three miles or so, um, take on some Gatorade. But something that I've been doing a lot more this summer, and it's something that I've been thinking about ever since I went to Western States and I just realized how like hot things get is that like, you know, you just need to cool the body down. So something I did in Falmouth was every mile where there was an aid station, if I wasn't taking Gatorade, I would grab the water and either drink it just to like get water in or just throw it on myself. And I did the same thing. I didn't do it every aid station, but I did it a lot of aid stations during the triathlon as well. Um, and both of those races are shorter than a half marathon distance, the running portion anyway. So like, um, it's a little bit different, but I guess even then I was taken on plenty of fluids so i think that if it's hot you want to do it really more frequently than you think it'll help more than you realize it's kind of been my approach of late um but doesn't mean you have to take gatorade every single time pj says cimc's have 200 or so late registration slots open as of august 15th they're more expensive but i guess that's what i get for not planning ahead yeah hmm there's not a lot of spots left. Gary says, heck, I'll, I'll hydrate on a 5K. I'm a heavy sweater, though. See, I don't know that I would do it on a 5K. Maybe a trail 5K. But um, I don't know that needed for a 5K. For a 10K, I'm not sure that I would, maybe. Again, I think it would depend a lot on the heat. And Kevin Bickerson says, remember to practice carb loading during the training block. You don't want a cornfield moment on race day. That's true. That's a good thing to keep in mind. So like as, and like, you know, when all of us, when we have our weekend long runs, those are perfect times to experiment, not only for the gels that you're going to bring during the run or any hydration that you want to bring, but also like, what are you doing Friday night? What are you doing Thursday night in terms of getting ready? Um, so you can practice in terms of like, you know, oh, well, Pizza has a lot of carbs. 
but does that disagree with me the following day? That kind of thing. It doesn't disagree with me. I'm happy to report. <laughs> Scotty B going on his All America adventure. He says he found the Knight Rider kit car on his run today, but he didn't see the Hoff. Well, that's crazy. What was it doing? Was it self-parking? Or was it part of some sort of tour? Or did you just happen to see a car that, like, uh, what is it, a is it a Firebird or a Trans? It was a Firebird, right? Trans Am, I don't remember. It was, just one of, was it just one of those? I don't know. All right. Adam, I see, I see your results on the, um, in the chat. I, I won't put them on the screen in case people are, are wanting to avoid spoilers, but interesting, interesting results on that 1500. Jason Dahl says, the Michael Scott carb loading strategy works wonders. Here's another thing. Uh, I have eaten a large quantity of fettuccine Alfredo as like my pre-race like my pre -race meal or like the night before meal. Um, and it has, again, like pizza, it hasn't given me any issues personally. I mean, I haven't eaten any fettuccine Alfredo during a race. That could be another thing. Like, but I would love to see like, so, like an ultra runner doing that. I think that would be just amazing. That would be hilarious. I think people could do that. <laughs> AJ says, I steak and potatoes. <laughs> that's funny. Before a race. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Martha says, I just read in Runner's World that the whole week before very long runs and races, you'd be making sure to get enough protein, carbon, electrolytes. I mean, I suppose, like, generally that's, like, a good approach. Like, basically, whenever you're training, right? Or I guess for very long runs, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the last couple of training blocks that I've gone through have been under the guise of, like, all right. I've tried to see how few gels I can bring with me to on a race and I need more than most people I think. Now I'm going to been trying to figure out how much can I take before I start getting gastrointestinal distress. So that's kind of like where where I'm at. So I've been like bringing a lot of sugar with me on runs. Although lately since the temperature has been real mild, I haven't been bringing anything. For like a 10-mile run, I brought my workout yesterday which was the video for today, I brought a gel and I didn't drink any water. I probably could have used some Gatorade at the end of that, but and it seemed okay. And then for all my easy runs lately, throughout like an hour worth of running, hour, hour 15, I haven't been bringing anything, I haven't been drinking any water. So I guess I'm not doing a good job on that. Fernando Herrera says, I think maybe a year and a half ago, I tried a keto diet out of curiosity. I don't know if you've ever ran well on a low carb diet, but it was very revealing. I don't recommend it. For me, I think the best um, like anecdotal experience that I've seen documented was when um, Bo Miles uh, ate only canned beans for like 30 days or something like that. And he had a 50K race somewhere in there as well. And so for his fueling for this 50K, he had his hydration vest on and it was full with cans of beans. And so they were like rattling as he was running along. And he's like, well, I do enjoy stopping for fuel during this race because it's making my pack lighter. Um, but all he ate was beans. So he did have some sugars in there because there's some starches in, in the beans, but um, it, was, it was basically just like a protein and fiber diet. 
And he said it made his running feel terrible. <laughs> And it says he knew some competitive rowers who carb-loaded for days before a race. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we need like a week or do we need days, but maybe we do. I'm not sure. Uh, Siba Cortina says, what's your marathon PB? I ran a 301 and change, like basically a 302 on a downhill course. So like, I don't, whatever that means. I think I'm more of like a 305 guy. Brian Battaglia says, this morning I watched a race recap video after you blew up in 2018 Chicago Marathon. How have you modified your training as a result of that? Uh, I've done a lot more. Well, I completely did a reset and I did low heart rate training for several months. Um, and then uh, I now do 80-20 training where most of my running is at a, a low heart rate in, uh, level of intensity. So very, very easy, very, very slow. And then I do more intense workouts for the other kind of 20% of my running. Mileage has increased uh, by quite a bit as well. Consistency has also increased. So um, my weeks don't, you know, most people's weeks, it's like same amount of like short run, short run, short run, short run, and then weekend. So mine are, it's a little bit, the peaks and valleys aren't as, as different. Um, when I have very long runs, then of course it, it does still tend to look like peaks, but um, you know, I still believe in a lot of cumulative, cumulative fatigue, but I also um, make sure the easy days are really easy and the hard days are uncomfortably hard. That's kind of some things that I've changed. All right. Sean Devlin says, hey, Co, would you recommend wearing a daily trainer to BQ? I love the Nimbus 2 lights on long runs, but wonder if it'll be fast enough or does an ounce or two lighter even make a difference? I think it, there's a couple ways to look at it. I think that if that's the shoe you want to wear, that's the shoe you want to wear and you should wear it. And I think that'll be fine. Um, and I think you could totally do it for me. I like having like the carbon, like bump that you get from carbon plated shoes. I think that I, they're not always that much lighter than some of the lightest daily trainers that are out there. Um, but I like the shoe that is a little bit more purpose built for the kinds of effort that I want to give on race day. And so like, do you need to get a carbon plated shoe? No. Do I like to have a carbon plated shoe? Yes. And that's kind of like the way that I would recommend things for most people. Um, you know, your money, your feet is generally how I put it. And if you feel comfortable with that, go with it. You know, don't feel like you got to do something that you're a little bit unsure of just because that's the way other people do it. Danny says he took the speed freak out for a tempo run this morning. It's going to be a fun racer. Is the speed freak... That's the one that's like the speed elite, but thicker, right? Hmm. That shoe intrigued me because I did really like the speed elite, but I was like, I don't know who's going to be able to race this. By the way, speaking of Skechers performance, Ed Cheserak, half marathon debut this weekend, right? Great North run. Pretty excited about it. That'll be interesting to see how he does on that distance. I think he's going to be really good. I'm very excited. And I wonder if he'll be running in the Speed Freak or maybe the Speed Elite. Hmm, I wonder what, I wonder what he's going to wear.
me scroll down a little bit. We'll get a couple more and then I'll and then we'll end it for today. Um, let's see. And versus Helen Obiri doing the Great North Run too. Yeah, the elite field is pretty exciting for the women's side. Also, we've got uh, Alice McColgan and Molly Seidel are going to run. And Molly Seidel had an interesting uh, Instagram post about it. Uh, she's like, it's going to be a rematch from London. And they showed her and like their relative heights. And then she also had like another, if you swiped over, like the other photo was like a photo of Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Twins. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah. I think Gail, is Galen, Galen Rupp's running in it too. Mo Farah's going to be running. He's getting ready for Chicago using that as a tune-up race. So like, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of interesting runners in that one. So, <laughs> does the Chess have a country yet? I I feel like it's just such a disaster. I thought he was running for Kenya. I thought it was a disaster that the U.S. couldn't figure out a way to get his citizenship kind of like pushed through a little bit faster. Um, and that, it, like, I don't, I don't know. You would think that, like, I mean, he made those requests during, like, the Trump administration. You would think that, like, he'd be like, yeah, let's do it. So that way we can get more gold medals for the United States. Like, I just, I didn't understand why that couldn't happen, you know. Um, not that the president directly has any sort of, like, he's not the one, like, literally, like, stamping things and signing the papers. But just, you would think that some of the impetus... The direction from the top would be like, all right, if we're going to let people in, you know, I don't know. It's just really, really weird that that happened that way. It's almost, I mean, I think it's, hmm, which one is the more, like, disappointing, like, the, or like the country, like the one country, one of the countries messed up? What the U.S. did to Chesrek or what Ireland did to Sinead Diver? Which one's worse? Hmm. I think I think the U.S. not like making sure that they could get Cheserek to be able to run for the United States. I think that's a bigger loss just because he had such such a career at Oregon. Yeah, I don't know. Let's rambling now. Mihir Patel says, "Newbie here. Welcome." This sprinting inclined ran two days for ten minutes in an old shoe, tight AF. Legs got shot. Couldn't even walk the third day. Or the Reebok FE3 with your help. Any tips? My tips would be run today so you can run tomorrow. So if you're new to running, welcome, and you're going to uh, hopefully have a really great time. But the thing to work on, I think, when you're – I mean, I don't want to be the guy that's like, here's what you got to do, and this is the only way to do it. But um, since you're asking for tips, I would say, like, in the beginning of running, the best way to enjoy it on a long-term basis is to first build the habit of running. Like don't worry about your speed. Don't worry about your, if you're doing your hill sprints right. Don't worry about how many calories you're burning. Don't even worry if you're running the entire time. You can run, walk, totally. It's not a big deal. A lot of people, I was just listening to a podcast where Allie on the Run, podcaster, she's like, I, I run, walk all the time. And she was interviewing a professional athlete that was like, on Monday, my recovery days, I walk up all the hills. Right? So that's what some of the pro runners are doing. Right? And so like, don't worry about that, but you want to build the habit of running. You want to build the ritual of running. So that way you can then have the base and foundation of running. And then you put all that other stuff on top, right? It's, if you want to go out there and have fun and like let it rip and do that workout, cool. But I also say when you would do those workouts, you know, don't completely deplete yourself 
right? So that way you you know you gotta keep in mind that you want to run tomorrow or maybe the day after tomorrow. So make sure you'll have something left over so that you can go out the next day. Like yesterday, I had a workout and I felt really good towards the end. It was a hard workout and I felt like, ooh, I can really like hammer it home today and I feel like I want to really let it rip. But I was like, you know what? I have another workout planned in two days and I want to make sure that I am ready for I don't need to be like super fresh for it. That's not the point of it is because I'm trying to do a couple of workouts in short succession. But I want to make sure that I have something left so that way I can do that workout as well. And I was already hitting the intended targets for today's workout. So like, you know, um, you know, you're never gonna like completely get in shape and running in one day. So it's it's a journey. So that would be my that would be my tips. And the Reebok uh, Forever Float Ride Energy Three, it's a good one. It's sitting in my closet. Definitely deserve more attention though. Patricia Vargo says, "What's the 5K PB?" I think you know my last official chip time 5k was a very long time ago and it was like a 1943 something like that i would like to think that if i were to do a 5k with i mean if i were focusing on a 5k a little bit like maybe i had like a couple weeks to kind of tune up a little i would probably target six minutes per mile so whatever that comes out to for um uh, the 3.12 miles so it's at like 18 like 20 something 1830 1840 I'm not sure so that's kind of like where I would want to be um, but I've never actually tried to set out and do that but when it comes to doing workouts when I do workouts and I have like 5k pace as like you know one of the, the you know um, goals for repetitions I usually use six minutes per mile as my 5k pace all right um, I think that's gonna be a good place to leave it for today um, tomorrow's video is going to be about this shoe. I just finished talking about Asics, this Kinte Blast. It's got a lot of stuff in it. It's got, it's, there's a four layer cake in this midsole. Four different things that are going on in here. It's a lot, but it's an interesting shoe. So we'll do that video tomorrow. I'll tell you guys all about it then. And then we'll do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.